Hi, my name's John. I'm Bob. He's Bi. They're Butch. And together we are the Butch and the Bi. And this time, this time we spent, we had a time that was good watching... Uh, no, we had a time, it was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. With Dickensian England. We watched a tale of big sister and little sister issues. We watched a tale of trauma sure just does build up, don't it? Uh, we watched a tale of an ant farm. You know, with how the aliens treat the humans on Earth. They're like, oh yeah, the little ants, they're just there to be food for something else. Because they're the ant eaters, Bob. We watched a, an intergalactic and small island adventure. It's Lilo and Stitch. From 2002. Two. Yeah. Who are you? This is my family. I found it all on my own. It's little and broken, but still good. Yeah, still good. Which is a movie made by Disney. Yeah. It is an animated feature, and it's their, it's kind of their, like, at the time, it was the weirdest mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, there was no Disney princess. There was no, um, like, major love plot. Like, there was no, like, there was the guy that was basically stalking Nani, her sister. Mm-hmm. But, like, otherwise, it was a relatively, it was just a movie about family. Ohana means family. Um, I haven't seen this probably since I was a kid around when it came out or watching it on TV or something. When's, when's the last time you saw it before this? It hasn't been that long because I know at some point I bought it on iTunes so I could watch it whenever because I love it a lot. Um, so probably late teens, early 20s. Okay. Can't remember if wow. I've watched it since, but it also just sort of lives in my brain. Couldn't imagine watching a movie from my childhood in my adulthood. I would never. Never. What are what stage of life are we in right now, John? Oh, oh man, <laughs> crawling towards death slowly. That's fair. Uh, Ving Rhames is in this movie. Uh, he's Cobra Bubbles. Plays the like. He's introduced as the like. What's that called? Child Protective Services. Yeah, he's a social worker. Yeah, but like they they have some really fun stuff with him. Uh, I'm going to screw up this pronunciation, but it's Davey, I-G-H after the word Dave, um, Chase, uh, is the voice of Lilo, the little girl, uh, and that actress is also the voice of Chihiro in Spirited Way in the American dub. Uh, I was really excited to learn that because that's probably my favorite or second favorite movie. Um, Stephen Blum is in this movie. Uh, I don't know. Oh, hey. Tia Career is the voice of Nani, um, and looks like they might be the only appropriately casted person in this film when it comes to the humans. Uh, and Kevin McDonald is Pleakley. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- the fun thing about Kevin McDonald is I've never even remotely known who he is. All I know is that people at uh, the Arcade Comedy Theater love this guy, and he's shown up and done some things like workshops. Yeah, he's Seems done- chill. Yeah, no, he's very chill and friends with people we are friends with. And he does a fun job in the movie that we watched. He does. He he is the one half of the comedic relief, uh, but also one half of the villains for the first, like, two-thirds of this movie. Antagonists. I 
the top <laughs> villain. I mean, one of them's a mad scientist and the other is just... He's a silly mad scientist, though. <laughs> True. And he's voiced by David Ogden Steers. Steers. Oh, he was in MASH. So that's fun. But yeah, no, this movie is really beautiful. It's set in Hawaii. It also very fun in the fact that the all the backgrounds and stuff, unlike a lot of other Disney movies at this time, were watercolors. So they look very gorgeous, especially any of the like the beach scenes or any like sunset scenes. The character designs are also really cool because they're the creators like character designs. They had to make their own like Bible for the production uh, so that everybody could actually animate the movie properly. And yeah, it features a lot of music from Elvis. Yeah. Great. I uh yeah. I loved I loved it. It was good to revisit it. But Bob, you're the one that wanted to watch it. Yeah, I wanted to watch it because there's there's a few things. Number one, Stitch is iconic. Oh god, right. We didn't even talk about Stitch. <laughs> I went through the entire cast except for, you know, the main character voiced by Chris Sanders. Yeah, he's an I- iconic chaotic little alien. And then Lilo is an iconic autistic child who we love so much. And there are, a fun thing about watching it this time was just seeing the 100% direct parallels drawn between the two. They both bite someone who then asks someone else if it looks infected. And they use saliva as a distraction. So they're both, they're, they're just, they're, they work so well together. And I love them. And it's such, it's just such a good vibe. I feel so much like I would have looked been like, what's that weird dog? That dog is weird. Also, just like a lobster. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. It it's there is constant joy. I feel like in this movie, and it is really beautiful. Oh, see, it's interesting you say there's constant joy because I was on the verge of tears throughout. Oh the yeah, no, of like it. crying, like I, it's like it's a broken family, like threatened yeah. by like the government, basically. Yeah, it is. You can you can go very deep into this movie and like address like good thing we're doing a podcast about it yeah but sometimes i go deep and you're like no pull back pull back so i never know with you not don't go too deep with horror movies but with children's animation look we both survived steven universe bob hawaii is not a state it is an occupied nation that never ceded its sovereignty um and I meant on the family dynamic, Bob, but you're <laughs> you're correct. But it's very funny that you completely misunderstood what I just said. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's part of it, because they're indigenous Hawaiians and they're dealing with and like some of that stuff is like the girl who's most antagonistic to Lilo is not. Um and just mm-hmm. like that experience of it like indigenous people dealing with child protective services while living in a difficult situation of grief. Yeah, is very pertinent, especially as the Supreme Court uh, is thinking about turning back uh, certain protections that allow indigenous children to not be taken away. I know this is no, what- I know. I'm just uh, you know the the thought of many of those boomers blowing a coronary are a, a thing that gets me through my days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of things that you can. If you want to go deep, you can go deep and be like, this is all very accurate and heartbreaking. And that's part of why it works so well is because it is a movie based in truth while also being about a little alien from outer space who is built and he's not a, he is built by a scientist to be destructive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the, all of the alien sci-fi stuff definitely is the secondary part of this, even though like we open up with like 15 minutes of time spent on 
Stitch's origin and like that whole thing. And we were talking about it too. So there's like a TV show, there's a couple of sequels, and the particular piece of media that sticks out to me is on the Disney Channel website back in the early 2000s. They had Flash games still. And I don't remember, I didn't bother to look it up just now. The Yellow Experiment whatever that one was the one that was like the like main bad guy in the second movie kind of thing of like the one sent there to hunt down stitch or whatever he had his little sandwich making game where he had to catch the sandwich pieces and that was delightful and whimsical it's that dynamic of like they are struggling both their parents died and nani is clearly like what early 20s yeah trying to take care of what she's 10 i think lilo is not even and then like all while trying to find a job to pay their bills, all while also then dealing with Lilo's behavior and her reactions to everything going on and her being mostly unaware of the situation. The animation on Nani and the voice acting has done so well because every time that the CPS worker shows up, there's a genuine like, A, he's trying his best to give her every chance, and B, she's trying her hardest. But there's so many outside factors that keep some of them supernatural. Some of them just like your little sisters locking you out of the house and nailing the door shut has the stove on. And like all of these things that are like, oh, my God, ah, child safety lock, something. But it's just it's that's the core of the movie. And then everything else is stitch learning to like cherish that because like he he it's kind of funny. They they talk about it a little bit in the movie. But, like, he basically accomplishes this goal of being destructive very early when he builds, oh, it's San Francisco. After seeing it in a movie, and he, like, destroys that as, like, a little show for Lila one night. And, like, after that, he kind of is this, like, what am I doing? I Like, I did that yeah, thing. Yeah, I forget his name, the scientist. Jamba. Jamba, yeah. yeah. His comments is on it. He's like, oh, he is programmed to destroy, but he's in a place where he has nothing to do with it. What will his response be to being in a place where nothing that is like in his mind, he's not equipped to deal with this. And he relates to the story of the ugly duckling who is actually a swan who is lost from his family. And he just wants to fit in and find connection, which is so basic human beautifulness. And it's so sweet to watch him try, but also struggle. And that's, that's the thing. Like we're watching Lilo struggle with, things with like fitting into society like both as an autistic child which is not mentioned in the movie but it's obvious her special interest with the with all the tourists and the pictures she takes of them um her obsessive pattern with chub the fish who controls the weather like it's very important to her and you can't change that because that's also like her coping with the loss of her parents because it was rainy when they got into an accident and like she had to do that and she really wanted to be a part of the dance thing and she couldn't regulate herself when she was insulted by a girl and she responded just immediately with physical violence also special interest of elvas like all of these things like she's very and she doesn't pick up any of the things that nani is trying to lay down very softly she doesn't realize she's being taken away until it's said when she is in the car and then she gets out and runs away like watching that and her being isolated socially in that way and then uh, her then being the person who is trying to help stitch fit in and stitch doing his best but then when everyone at the beach is taking pictures he's overwhelmed by all the flash and rages out it is it is beautiful because it is a bunch of very imperfect broken people trying to help each other i was ready to cry through a lot of it but the part that gets me is 
when the very end when Stitch is like, can Stitch say goodbye? It's my family. It's a little and it's broken, but it's still good. That was when I was just falling apart. Because it's so sweet and relatable. And I love, I love, my, I love a little blue alien. He's good. Yeah, they, they do a really good job of, so at the end of this movie, uh, they, they had enough budget left over after animating the feature to include that two minute montage at the end of all the different like scenes of them at like Christmas and Halloween. And I really think that acts as a nice like touchstone at the end of the movie because like, you're like, okay, well, how, like, how's that going to go? Like, what's it going to be like? And like, it's really cool to see that even before there was like a sequel or a TV show or anything. Listen, I want to talk a little bit about two changes. There are two big controversial changes to this uh, movie. Uh, that happened one happened back in 2001 2002 uh which is towards the end of the movie when they are trying to get lilo from the bad guy ship Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are chasing him down in uh jamba's spacecraft the big red ship uh in the original version of the movie what they had animated uh was them stealing a 747 from the airport and going through the city well uh september of 2001 happened uh and much like a lot of media, they were like, oh, we can't do that at all because like, ah, so they changed it to the spaceship flying through the mountains, uh, which is one thing. There was another thing, and I didn't realize it till I looked into it, but like a lot of people were really annoyed. Some people that complain about a lot of things on the internet were like really annoyed that like Disney was censoring something. There's this scene when Lilo's playing hide and seek and Nani's non-voluntarily playing hide and seek. <laughs> Lilo's hiding in a dryer in the original version and in the Disney Plus version, or so it seems the Disney Plus version, they had reanimated it so that it was a cabinet or like a cupboard next to the washer that had like a pizza box kind of half open in it. That change was actually made for the UK home release. And so Disney Plus is using the home release for the UK version. So they didn't change that recently. That's just a version that has been around. If someone from the UK watched the movie and then you told them, oh, my God, how ridiculous is it that they changed this? They'd be like, what? That's that's how it went. What are you talking about? But it's really funny because you can see the dryer in a scene before and after that in that same spot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, thanks for that consistency, Disney. Yeah, that's <laughs> in your weird alien movie. I also love that this movie was the replacement for the Aliens ride at uh, Hollywood Studios in Disney. Uh that was like a horror themed ride. Like it was a dark ride where you go in and there's this big xenomorph animatronic in a like big green test tube and a lot of fog and smoke and loud music and strobe lights and they swapped it out for an experiment 626 ride where it's stitch in the tube and uh it's like really weird clashing of things and i think i'm trying to remember what ride it is but the corpse of that stitch animatronic it's either in the background of one of the restaurants or it's like somewhere near one of the rides might even be like the haunted mansion or something that is that is an interesting that is an interesting (laughs) i love your little fun facts john yeah yeah someone's gotta have them Mm mm-hmm yeah, I another fun thing to mention about this was the wild advertising campaign for Stitch. The only one I remember is the one with Aladdin and Jasmine and Stitch oh, flies right. in and like yoo-hoo to Jasmine and she goes with him instead of staying with Aladdin on the carpet. 
there were others. I don't remember. I would just like to say two things I miss from animation, specifically it's p- things Pixar did, which was a trailer that does not have anything from the movie. This is just a full Oh, unique, like a character vignette. Or, yeah, a character yeah. vignette. And then also bloopers at the end. God, I miss the bloopers. The Toy Story 2 bloopers at the end of that DVD are amazing. Some of the best. I The ones that really stick in my mind for some reason are the Monsters, Inc. ones. But I just mm. love, I just I love the animated bloopers. It's one of the, those like most charming things. Yeah. I would love to see a revival of that. But so for those ones specifically, they were like scripted bloopers. I would love to see like the actual bloopers from some of these animated movies. Animated, we see I it's one of my favorite things about Drawfy and what's Deep Blue Ink? Yeah. Yeah. The just the animated clips of those kinds of things. Let me see that at a professional level. Yeah, I wanna see the weird things that were said in the recording booth mm-hmm. where you mess something up. It's hard because let me see Woody censored. Uh, The hard thing is because in current recording, like people aren't doing them back and forth generally, Mm. which is where like interactions are some of the funniest bloopers, which is why you got to script them. But then that also just makes me think of how they did Fantastic Mr. Fox, where they had everyone outside and doing stuff together. I'm like, that's so cool and so impractical. Um, Yeah. I, well, and I also have to think that maybe there was a bit more, no, you know what? I'm thinking of live action bloopers, not animated ones, uh, because animated ones, they had to script it and it's a whole, yeah, that was just a whole extra thing they did. I'm like, oh, they had like extra stuff left over. Like, nope, this was strictly just, they, they were like, hey, the scene would be really funny if Woody got stuck in the duct tape or if, uh, Mrs. Potato Head kept shoving stuff in the back of Mr. Potato Head. Thinking of Bugs Life. Because there's like one where like you see a bug with a boom mic and I'm like, the implications of these bloopers is so funny. The implications. implications. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what they say about implications? They keep coming back. You got anything else about Lilo and Stitch Bob? Oh, uh, I've never actually watched anything besides the original and now kind of want to just because mm. it seems like it'd be fun and silly. And I actually... I'm fine with most of the Disney sequels that I've watched. I'm like, this is bad, but fine. Yeah. Like, I I am fine. I enjoy it. It's not. I think the only Disney sequels that stand out to me as, like, horrendous are the third Aladdin movie. Third and second? It might be both. Whatever one that uh, Robin Williams didn't come back for. Yeah. Because that was, like, a big faux pas on Disney's part. Um, and then the, um, oh, the Cars sequels mm. were always not Two great. was bad. Apparently three was good, but two was bad. Sure. Yeah. It, it was, was, it was enough for my, I don't know, 13, 12 year old brain to go, well, if the second one's bad, the third one's going to be worse. You think that, and sometimes they surprise you. Um, but yeah, it was already like the weakest Pixar movie and then they went and more of them. <gasps> I don't think it was the weakest At one. that point. No. They hadn't done the good dinosaur yet. That was the one. Was... I know. I'm just trying to think because there was Bugs Life, Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc. Uh, let's see here. We had Toy Story, Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, Incredibles, Cars. Oh, my God. You're right. It was the weakest link. Yep. At that point. Damn. There have been weaker ones since. Yeah. Namely, the good dinosaurs. Psst. 
such it was a struggle and they should have let it just go to sleep and not tried to revive it but hmm yeah wild mhm when did cars huh? 2 come out oh, between toy story 3 and brave wow they did two sequels back to back yeah That's i think that was also crazy. that was also some of the issues people were like oh come on yeah um and then they got Meryl Biba. Meryl Biba. Um, <laughs> it's the level to which I want to know. Oh, my God. They did the same thing again three movies later with Finding Dory and then Cars 3. Mm. And then Incredibles 2 and Toy Story 4. Yeah. Wow, Disney. Get it together. That is the thing. Turning Red was really great. The, see, okay. They had, like so many bangers back to back actually now that i look at it they had incredibles 2 toy story 4 onward soul luca turning red Lightyear. those are all really great mm-hmm. and coco yeah it's it's become less Wild. because disney proper has taken more things from pixar in their general movies mm-hmm. and now pixar is just like fully owned by disney it's like it's less they they're less distinct when they're being advertised i feel like especially so yeah. it's harder to keep track of which ones are like specifically Pixar. Well, and there was also a point in time where like Disney proper was still 2D animation. Yeah. Princess and the Frog, Lilo and Stitch. Princess and the Frog Groove. was Princess and the Frog, I feel like was a Princess and the Frog is Disney animation. It was their yeah, last yeah, no, one. I, I, yeah, I mean, I felt like that was a return to 2D because I feel like they're I don't remember no. what order things came in. This I don't know if this is interesting listening. Oh, this has to be. This is this riveting. is what they signed up for. Yeah. Hold on, we're gonna find out. Would you? What was the last? Oh, Princess and the Frog. Yeah. It's Let's l- just look at Disney animated. I don't think it was a return. I think it was like their last. Oh my God, you were right. I was right multiple times in this episode. That's so rarely happened. Yeah, I know. So before they went and did uh, Princess and the Frog, which was before t- that came out in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Holy hell, I thought that's been out a lot longer. <laughs> I mean, that is a while. Yeah, they had Bolt. They had uh, bu- 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 Meet the Robinsons. They had Chicken Little. They This is great because it lists like all of their like addition. Like they have all the like English dubs of the Studio Ghibli movies listed mm. in this. You know what? Now we have truly gotten off topic. Um, yeah. Anyways, Lilo and Stitch is great. If you haven't revisited it since you were a child and or you've never watched it, it's fun. It's cute. It's just a really charming Disney film. It's really out there compared to the others of the time. Honestly, I don't I don't know. There hasn't really been much that I would think compares to Frozen with the whole sister relationship. But even then, that still falls into like Disney princesses and yeah all that stuff yeah it's it is definitely a different vibe than a lot of it still standard. stands out it still stands out it's yeah. still very good and it is like here's a couple of people who aren't doing so good when so much is like either focused on royalty or people who are at least solidly middle class yeah. in their like, world and even with their soup like the supernatural involved, like the sci-fi involvement like the stakes of that plot are still desperately lower than the stakes of some of those other types of movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's kind of it's it's more similar to Onward and it's it's about a sibling relationship. Yes. And the stakes is like family. But even Onward, have you seen Onward? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've seen it and we watched it together also. Oh, did we? Okay. I couldn't remember. I I just know it was the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic. Mm. Cuz I saw it in Disney Springs with Mandy. Yeah. Yeah, but no, cuz to me that's still like the the monster and that was still like world threatening kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like 
the 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 threat here wasn't it if it was solely an effect on the characters and not the population kind of thing especially yeah. once they remove that one scene of them flying through the city mm-hmm. that's what this movie needed more stakes the stakes are the per- <laughs> the stakes are perfectly done medium rare yeah i know yeah anyways you can check out bob at a small frog art Dot com if you want to just buy stuff directly at a small frog art.com sorry a small frog art.com <laughs> i changed my mind halfway through whether i was saying the instagram thing or the website mm-hmm. you can find me at a small frog art on instagram uh and if you search that in general you'll probably find my patreon and related things uh i make art in a lot of different mediums and You're a small frog think they got it <laughs> You can find all of our episodes and all that information at www.thebutchandbuy.com. That's A-N-D, not ampersand, because the internet doesn't like ampersands. They just don't. Uh, And you can check me out, Jock Lobster, on Instagram, where I do sometimes a podcast with friends talking about things. And sometimes weird little art guys. And sometimes weird little art guys. Can't do it two episodes in a row. Oh, I sure can, Butch. Bye. (laughs) Bye.